Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here It's Wednesday, it's 9.40 at night, and it's time to party. I'm Nick, and with me as always is Anthony the Rook, TJ who's hammered, and our intern stat guy, Sal. Welcome back. Party on, boys. Party on, Garth. (laughs) (laughs) I'm wearing the hat, so clearly I'm not Garth. Ah, Whatever. You can't be Wayne. You don't have charisma. But, but I am. He has more of a Wayne personality, I feel. He does not. He's chewing. Fucking, he's Benjamin. <laughs> no, bullshit. That baby face. He's Benjamin. No way. Yeah, TJ is like a baby little baby face. Bro, you're uh, you're my chimp. With me as always is Nick. <laughs> oh, Jim to your Marlon Perkins. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, TJ's showing up lately looking good. He's looking like uh he looks like he might be Sal's uh twin brother. Dude, baby face is on here now. Yeah, Sal's twin brother, Gal. <laughs> oh, God. That was awful. All right. All right. Uh, how you guys doing? Doing well? I know TJ's tired. Fantastic. Because he's been running through my mind all day. Ooh. That never gets tiring. TJ, your, your lips do look extra red right now, though. When you, when you did that, you were like blushing. But yeah. I'm you guys well. March Madness starts tomorrow, so I'm excited. Rutgers is playing right now, I think. Yeah, Rutgers is playing out. Sal's. Wait, South who's team, playing right now? School spirit. Rutgers, Rutgers versus Notre Dame. It doesn't matter who's playing right now. I it does matter. On, actually. Several times. I had an awesome weekend. I met a whole bunch of 90s people. They were all awesome. That is pretty awesome cool. We actually just grass. missed. We Dave just cool recorded an awesome Gen Z moment. Oh, yeah. That was a. Yeah. Dave, Dave Coulier with Mr. Woodchuck behind me. Sal goes, oh, yeah. Wasn't he in Back to the Future? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was a bad moment. For those of you who don't know, that's Christopher Lloyd. Dave Coulier was real nice. I distracted him. Talk about sports. I distracted him with uh, – I was wearing my Ranger hat. 
And I go to meet Dave Coulier. I said, Mr. Coulier, it's nice to meet you. And he was just like, oh, got to talk about hockey now. <laughs> and I was like, you want to hear something funny? We, I run a podcast with my buddies. And, uh, you know, obviously, original six game a couple weeks back, he's a big Red Wings fan. He skates with the Red Wings uh, with their alumni. And uh, you know, Rangers lost to the Red Wings a couple of two weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm talking to TJ about it. And, and Rook, you were there. You could vouch. And we're, we're going back and forth. And uh, I, I told Dave Cooley, I go, yeah, well, ultimately, uh, my friend decided that we lost because he, he said, because fucking John C. McGinley and Dave Cooley are Red Wings fans. That's why we lost. So, and he was like, well, I'm glad I could contribute. <laughs> Real sweetheart of a guy, though. I offered my condolences about Bob Saget. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was cool. They, they were all wearing, uh, it was uh, Dave Cooley was there, Andrea Barber, Scott Wanger, and uh, Candace Cameron Bure. Wow, Stamos wasn't there. Say again. No, Stam- no Stamos. Dude, come on, Stamos. Stamos. Stamos has a job right now. True. Dude, come on, man. He's on Disney Plus, man. If right. John Stamos was there, like it was bad enough that Nick Carter and AJ McLean, Joey Fat one, were there. If John Stamos was there, I would have been one of those little girls screaming, "Oh my God, it's John Stamos!" <laughs> All right. My favorite part of you going to that was when you took a picture of you and Danielle Fischel. And then you you sent the picture of you, your girlfriend, and then you cropped out your girlfriend immediately and sent it to us. It's hilarious. There can Google be only watching. one. Google Pixel is great, man. It's not cropping out. They call it uh, – I forgot what it's called right now. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't crop her out. She just got – you erased her. I like I, the status she snap. Snapped. She got snapped. That's she all. She got snapped. She understands. Listen, I didn't even try to get she – she has a huge crush on Andy Lawrence. And uh, I, she – and exactly, Matt and Joey Lawrence's little brother. And the, that one, I don't like Joey Lawrence Andy. and Matt Lawrence. Andy yeah, Lawrence. I, 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 Andy Lawrence. so she was she's she had a crush on Andy Lawrence. I didn't even try to get in the picture. I was like, no, babe, this is just for you. You, <laughs> you and her, you and him can take a picture together. I took the picture. I'm not jealous. I yeah. told him I was like, by the way, you're her hall pass, and he was like, so this is awkward. <laughs> Did you hold her purse? <laughs> no, she put it down on the table. Uh. And then when you went to take a picture with Daniel Fischel, she was like, nah, I'm getting, I'm jumping in that bitch. <laughs> She's like, Every time. And no, she, I, I told her I want her in the picture with me. No, Daniel Fischel was a sweetheart though. Matter of fact, I brought up the whole inviting her to your wedding. And she's like, what was your, um, what's your Twitter name? And I'm like, oh, I, I got rid of that Twitter. She's like, oh, bummer. It was weird. She's that she like, asked. I'm still not, I'm still not friending you on your new Twitter. She was trying to slide into my <laughs> DMs. I think. Sure. All I know is Trina McGee's husband was there, but her husband was not. And neither was Can- Candace Cameron Burroughs. I would have noticed. Yeah. I mean, how do you not notice a hockey player? Well, yeah. I noticed Trina McGee's husband because he's fucking semi from friggin' yeah. boy of the month. You don't miss a six foot three, like 300 pound man. Like, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. I just think that everybody else thought he was her bodyguard or something. <laughs> I mean, technically. And he I'm is. sitting there going, is that Marcelo Thedman? I'm, I'm pretty sure that's where that's semi. I'm, I had to look it up and I'm like, I think that's him. Really nice guy, though. He took he took a picture with us too. It was crazy. Did you say semi? Question mark and like stare at him. No, I was like, I'm sorry. Is that Marcelo Thedman? She's like, that's my husband. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got that. But is your husband Marcelo Thedman? She's like, he is. And I'm like, that's crazy. And I think I insulted her. So Trina McGee, if you ever happen to see this, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to like fanboy over your husband and like blow you off. That was not my intent. <laughs> I was there to see you, and then it was like a twofer. I was like, wait a second, what? And I got a picture with both of them. And uh, and I I told her, I was like, you know what? I don't think of you as only Angela. I remember you from Daylight with Sylvester Stallone. 
And she's like, well, he was in it too. And I'm like, he was? I don't remember that. She's like, he was the bad guy. I'm like, I always felt like the water was the bad guy because you yeah, were right. the title. Yeah. The title. <laughs> and, and, and she's like, no. I'm like, I'm like, is that, oh my God, is that where you guys met? And she's like, that is where we met. I'm like, that was fucking 26 years ago. And it was, it was wild. Good times, though. Really, really nice couple. Anyway, moving on to the show, we've got our guests here for our wrestling trivia. And let's hey, bring them in. Here. We got Matt O'Day oh. returning again. And we got How's it going, Justin guys? Herrera. Thanks for having me again. What? We have said thanks for having me again. Stop talking, Matt. We're trying to introduce somebody else. Damn. It's not all about you, Matt. <laughs> Matt, that's it. You're, you're done. We're not coming back. You're old news. <laughs> Justin, thank you for co- joining the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on, man. <laughs> I love the introduction. <laughs> yeah, sorry it was interrupted. Uh, <laughs> Introduce him again. One more time for the kids in the back. All right. All right. So, as everyone knows. Are you ready? It's time for our wrestling trivia. And we're back. We are back. So, Justin, it's your first time here doing these questions. I hope you have a pen and paper ready because we're going to jump right into this. I explained you the rules before, so do I have to explain them again? No, you're good. Perfect. That's what I wanted. Good job this week, Rook. Good job. Last week I didn't tell anyone the plan, uh, the idea. I had we had uh, Jason Cooper on last week, and I didn't tell him how it worked. So everyone was excited. <laughs> That's phenomenal. <laughs> so I got my trusty Q card. So question number one. Everyone get ready with your with my right. parody WDF sign. Uh, name this superstar. His career began in 1984 and signed the WWF in May of 1992. He won the Intercontinental Championship four times in his career. He left the WWF in 1996 and joined the WCW. He became the founded member of one of the most notorious factions. He was a two-time WCW United States champion and won the WCW World TV Championship once. He was a nine-time WCW World Tag Team Champion. He left the WCW in February 2000 and returned to the WWF for a brief stint in 2002. He spent the rest of his career wrestling for ECW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and TNA. Although he never won a world championship at a major promotion, he was nonetheless a one-time world champion as he held the WWC Universal Heavyweight Championship. He was inducted into the Hall of Fame twice, uh, once as a singles competitor in 2014, and once again as a member of the faction that he founded in 2020. Name this superstar. Does it have to be his WWE name? It could be whatever name you want. The, yeah, as long as it's right, you'll get it. You'll get credit for it. I'm locked in. Let's go. I'm sure, a lot of people are locked in because that was a long, <laughs> long one, but it was necessary because it's well deserved. Is everyone ready? Let's go. Uh, everyone's right, right, right down. That's good. Yes. Uh, let's go to our first guest. Let's go, Justin. What do you got? R.I.P. Scotty Hall. Yes, Nick. Scott Hall and the bad guy, Reza Ramon. Correct again. TJ. Scott Hall. Rest yep. in peace. Sal. Scott Hall. 
R.I.P. Matt? Matt got it wrong. Rahul. Rest in peace. Nice. That's awesome. Reza Ramon. Chico. So Obviously, the reason why I did that was because rest in peace, Scott Hall. Unfortunately, we lost an absolute legend of the world wrestling world. Uh, I mean, Razor Ramon growing up, my, my older brother used to throw two picks in my face to be like Razor Ramon. So. I will remember you. I felt like that was completely necessary. And because this is trivia, just be careful. You might have more Scott Hall questions coming up. Ooh. All right. Who was the first WWE European champion? All right, let's start with Matt this time. We'll go the other way. <clears throat> I have the British Bulldog. That is incorrect. Damn it. Ah. I have the Arms. British Bulldog. That is awesome. ah. TJ. I, I went with the British Bulldog as well. Buzz me, sir. Fact check. Yeah. Nick? The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Well, I, maybe I do need a fact check here. That's incorrect, too. <laughs> yeah. Justin? Yeah, I had British, too. I looked at it. It said Davy Boy Smith. Am I right? That oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's Bulldog. the British Bulldog. That's the British Bulldog. <laughs> 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 oh. Everyone's right except for Nick. Wow. <laughs> hey, can we get that strike noise again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know Jesus. what? It, it was bound to happen being someone who doesn't know w, 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 WWF that well that I would get a question and get it wrong because I didn't know the person's actual name. <laughs> his real name is actually not Davy Boy. But wh where does that come from then, Davy Boy Smith? It's his nickname is like, like calling somebody Johnny when their name is John. But if it's the British Bulldog, why didn't the question have British Bulldog? <laughs> his real name is David Smith. Yeah. Oh, so if I had known that, I would have. Whatever, it's fine. It but happens. everybody always called him Davy Boy, like that was his real name. That's not his real name. His real name is David Smith. Uh, I thought it was. Um, I thought Davy Boy was his nickname. It is like Johnny. All right, <laughs> number you, three. You got to call uh, John Mellencamp Cougar, and you get punched in the face. <laughs> All right, question number three here. This one I did check, and this is correct. I actually multiple checked this one multiple times. So early in Kurt Angle's career, he held an undefeated streak. Who ended that streak? And how did it end? Oh. It's a two-pointer. Well, they're all two-pointers, but... All right, let's start with TJ. Uh, I'm probably wrong, but I went Shane McMahon. And you have an answer for how he lost or no? Um, I don't know. He got beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong if you lose. <laughs> it's true. He didn't lose, but that's not how he lost. Nick. Uh, I put Chris Jericho. He won by submission. Ooh, I'll give you partial credit. Justin, I'll uh, tell you for which part. It though. was uh, the submission machine, Taz. He won by Taz Mission Sub. Yes, the human submission machine. Wow. Taz beat him. Uh, Sal, what do you got? I got Taz Sub. Gotcha. Correct. Matt? Same thing. Taz, and he tapped out. Perfect. Damn it, I forgot about the illegal chokehold. So How Nick gets one point. So I crossed that out, right? <laughs> Nick gets one. Uh, Justin and Matt both get two, and you get two as well. And TJ gets zero. But at least TJ's on board this time because he got the Scott Hall. TJ's on the board. Oh, I'm against the British Bulldog. Yeah, yeah settle down. I'm excited for TJ. Maybe he might have a comeback here. 
All right. This one is a video clip question. So everyone Ooh. watch Fancy. the video. <laughs> oh. Come on out, you rapist. This is such a random, <laughs> random clip. Who is he talking to? <laughs> oh, so I just watched this. I just watched it. <laughs> can oh you can you play the clip again? <laughs> can you just leave it <laughs> on? Oh the what crazy moments in WWE that this even exists? Come on out, you rapist! Oh, laugh at that, guys. What's oh, wrong with God? Because I can't even believe it was on TV. I'm locked in. Let's go. Good? No, hold on. Right. One I'm locked in, but I don't, I'm not really sure on this one. Come on, you rapist. <laughs> I, I don't even know this one. <laughs> <laughs> there was at least 15 WWE superstars that like looked up like huh <laughs> and just everyone knows you can Jimmy Snooker came running from the back oh, right. the, answer, the answers are not Big Ben or Deshaun Watson so do not Ooh. put either of them slow blow allegedly um, there you go allegedly <laughs> alright Sal we didn't start with you yet so why don't you go uh, Triple H that is oh. correct That's it. Matt who'd you have I had the Undertaker. That's wrong. Uh, it's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Justin. That was good. Yeah, I had the Undertaker too. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, when uh, Triple H was that when he uh, married Stephanie? Yeah, it's a hundred percent when it was. Yep. Nick Triple got H. Triple H. Look at look at TJ. I'm a little ashamed up. of Matt right now because he and I have been watching wrestling together. Why would the Undertaker rape somebody? I was going back to the corporate ministry Bro. days. Yeah, that's what I thought of. When he kidnapped her. Yeah. 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 Mm. He Let, let's remember the that the world. Undertaker hung somebody in a hell in a cell. <laughs> Boss, man. <laughs> that is true. All right. Get it coming. So we got final Jeopardy coming up. Well, final right. wrestling Jeopardy, I guess you could say. So everyone put up your points. You want a point update? Yes, we please. Got... Yes. Give everyone a point update. All right. I have eight. Nick has seven. Matt has six. TJ has four, and Justin has six. All right. So, guys, play it accordingly. How do you want to get this win? Going to risk it all? You're going to go all in? All in. Yeah, all, all in. in. Let's go. Wait a second. How much are each all worth? They're, they're each worth two points each. So, I think you so actually I should have six. Would you? Which ones you get wrong? I got the uh, Taz one wrong. Right. So, you should have six points. Oh, all right. It's my bad. All right. Dude, I worked hard for those six points. He's gotten up that high. He's crushing it this week. Yeah, he really is. All right. So this is for all the marbles. So I said before, because we are honoring Scott Hall this week, it is a Scott Hall related question. So Scott Hall final final televised appearance before heading to the WCW happened in 1996 at In Your House 7. Good friends, better enemies. Who was his opponent? All right. Let's go with the defending champion, Sal. Uh, Kevin Nash? That is incorrect, Sal. Oh, Did you put man. all your points up? All my points up. Ooh. Sal could be dethroned unless everyone gets it wrong. 
All right, let's go over to uh, another former champion, Nick Velasquez. Let's go. I put Triple H, question mark? Also incorrect. Damn it. How many points you wager? All. Yeah. Wow. I walked away with it on this one. Right? Everyone went all in? No, I did yeah. one point, yeah. baby. I played oh, the wow. fucking long game. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd, you put? Who'd you put? I put Ted DiBiase. That's wrong. All right. <laughs> but that's all right. still good. I still it's got five points. Point. Matt? <laughs> Matt, who do you got? I put Jeff Jarrett. Wrong. Damn. Justin. HBK. That is also incorrect. Wow, no one got this question right. And it looks I like we got ourselves a new winner. TJ, the answer was Goldust. Goldust? Champion. Wow. TJ. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Look at that. Sudden turn of events. I was minus a thousand. I have plus a thousand going into this. Betters are going wild. Yeah. Wow. Push just took a bath because wow. TJ won. <laughs> All right. Great questions. Great questions. That was a good wow. question. Yeah, that was good, a good job to the question master. Yes. Super impressed. Super impressed. So for wrestling trivia. Uh, that's uh, I think that's everything. So, Justin, we appreciate you taking time out of your day and joining us here. I know you are. We have your uh, there's your Twitter handle there, semtexmex93. Yes, sir. Everyone follow him. He's also on uh, TSS Fantasy. But tell us a little bit about uh, what you do with TSS, and I think you also do Dynasty Fantasy for Belly Up Sports as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, thank you first off for having me on. This was a lot of fun. I'd love to come back. It brings back old memories, man. I love the childhood fucking attitude area stuff. That's why I grew up on. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'm uh, with TSS now uh, doing co-hosting over there with Commissioner Cooper, Flanders, and the Jester. Um, I also do a show on Sunday. It's a Dynasty show. It's a Belly Up Fantasy Live. And then I also do my own independent show. It's called Dynasty Brews on Thursdays at 930. And you can catch us on Belly Up Live at 9 a.m. on Saturdays. Thank you again, guys, for having me on. Well, thank you for coming out. You helped us out of a bind. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. As we can see, MLB lockout has finally ended. Thank God. So we're actually because we have a really big show to get through. Uh, we're just gonna put you in the in the background because we have a lot of All stuff right. to look up. Very so condescending to today, Rook is no Nick. <laughs> What's that? What you just said? It's getting right. to his head. It is. My is my head slowly getting bigger. <laughs> All right, Sal, we need you in the background. We appreciate your help again. Um, but we'll bring you back later on. All right. All right.
All right, boys. So MLB lockout finally ends, which sucked for us because it ended after we got off the air pretty much. And then our show aired on Saturday. We looked like idiots yep. fighting over the lockout. So here's a time to celebrate, rejoice that baseball's back, even though it's a sour taste in all of our mouths because of the fighting between owners and players. Uh, but what do you guys, I mean, how are you guys feeling right now with the lockout ending? I, mean, I don't know. I think, I'm, I'm I not think essentially they the wasted, they wasted how much of our time? 99 days. <laughs> but, re, uh, so what did we, we lost what, uh, the first three weeks of, uh, spring training. Yeah. Basically. basically yeah. And then what's the season starting now? April, April. Oh, April. April 7th. 7th. Okay. Yeah. Not too bad. And they're going to have a, they, they already set the schedule out. There's a bunch of double headers to make up everything. And I think the season goes to October 5th. Yeah. So. You know what? Coming out of it, I think the, the more, the more irritating thing is watching the fucking Yankees just sit on the sidelines and make zero big moves. You had 99 days to figure out what direction you wanted to go. And apparently they're playing the, uh, I, uh, Aaron Boone. I think we have, uh, the pieces to win. No, you don't. You fucking don't. You got to make a move, yeah. honestly, and especially you're you're allowing the the Mets to now try to, especially their fans, say that they're taking over the town because we have an owner that spends money. It's kind of embarrassing. You don't want to play second fiddle to the Mets. It's true, so. Nick. Um, I I mean, I'll, I'll never feel like we're playing second fiddle to the Mets. I mean, there's zero the hyper Mets. on the team right now, though. Zero. They could sit there and sign everybody and their mother. Half the team will be injured by June, and they'll be out of the playoffs by by June. So yeah, it goes without saying, but still. this is the Mets every year, you know? Uh, but I agree that I, I, what bothers me more is not so much that they're sitting there going, well, our team is good. What bothers me more is that they're sitting there saying we're too poor. That, that bothers me. You're five and a half billion dollar enterprise. You're going to make half a billion dollars this year. I don't want to hear about how you can't sign somebody for 20 million. Especially uh, when I the Mets are Cohen. sitting there and Steve Cohen saying, yeah, we're probably going to go over the luxury tax. Who gives a shit? That's what we're going to do. And, and, and that's the, yeah. and I saw somebody say something about that today. They were like, "Well, you know, we got to save that money to sign Judge." I'm like, "We don't have to sign it. Save money for who? Who are we saving this money for?" The Yankees are the most profitable team in baseball, and they invest the least amount of money into their back into their organization of all the teams. Like the Yankees have been slightly underneath the luxury tax for the last ten, or slightly above it for the last ten years. Okay, but they've made more money every single year. So. What's the difference between now and, and and a little bit over ten years ago? Well, George Steinbrenner died. That that's the difference. His yeah. son is a disgrace to his father. I mean, his father was a competitor. His father wanted to win because it was important to him. Absolutely. And his son just wants to make money. He couldn't give a shit less about winning. It's it's yeah, not on true. his list of things to do. So I mean, I I think it's embarrassing that that they're sitting there crying poverty when they're the richest team in baseball. Yeah, like, they may not have the richest owner, but they are the team that makes the most money and therefore can afford to put more money back into the franchise, especially since they just got rid of all the minor league teams that were not owned by teams that that own chunks of the Yankees because now yeah. their entire minor league system is owned by co-owners of the Yankees. So all of that money goes back into the same organization. Nobody's taking any money out except for the minimum wage employees that work there selling hot dogs. Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I just don't get the, I mean, the Aaron Boone statement, I understand you're the coach, you have to say what you got to say, you got to toe the company line, what else are you going to say? You're not going to sit there and say, no, we can't win with this fucking team, they suck. Yeah. But uh, on paper, what did you do? You did nothing. You haven't improved the team at all. And well, I have the, the moves if you want to go. But 
you break down the moves go ahead but it doesn't change on paper where they're going to be in the win-loss column and it doesn't make them uh, a contender for the world series especially with the bullpen and, and the fucking starting pitching rotation it, you're essentially when i'm reading reports about fucking all oh, they expect big things out of uh uh aaron hicks this year it's like go fuck yourself you already know you're losing <laughs> it's it's a lot of potential and not actual yeah the problem is the hoarding of the yeah, it's the problem is the hoarding of the prospects that haven't panned out. Like they kept Clint, Clint Frazier, they always put his name out, rumors, trade rumors, they never kept him, and now right. he's gone. You he's guys probably like, an all star this year, by the way. What's that? He'll probably be an all star this year now that he's yeah, got he's probably, the yeah, he's environment that is the Yankees right now. Yeah, I mean, you also have like times where there was like Chance Adams, who was like that was a big name, they want to move him. Uh, and he's not. I mean, has anyone heard Chance Adams anyway? Well, no. that's the problem. The, the The Yankees are stuck in the thought process that they're Tampa Bay, and the only way they can get good is to have prospects come up and, and be breakout all stars. And, and the not, Yankees don't not. have to do that. I no. mean, how long are you going to sit on the sidelines on these prospects? Because I mean, look look at Jesus Montero. I, you're you're holding on to chess pieces that are worth something now in the hopes that they'll be worth something later or pan out to be a superstar worth even more. But how often does that happen in the MLB? It, it, it doesn't happen very often. And it hasn't happened for the Yankees, but let's just get, so getting into the moves that they made so far. So they trade away uh, Gio Urshela and Sanchez for a kind of Falefa, Josh Donaldson and the catcher. I think his name's like Rothed, uh, Revtov. I can't pronounce his name, but they trade for a catcher as well, who they also like because he's defensive and, Everyone's always complaining about Sanchez being lazy. The other deal was they got Rizzo returning on a multi-year deal, which obviously is a, a guy who's already on your lineup. They, I guess Freeman. I don't think. I don't think they. Got, I think they got a sense for Freeman. He did not want to come to New York. Freeman's getting. You know, everyone's looking out for Freeman. The Dodgers, the Red, Red Sox, the Rays, the Blue Jays. You have. Um, you know, they were on that one on on him. I think they were also looking into Rodon. Rodon went to the Giants. Um, I think the I think what the Yankees really need is an arm. To make a team a little bit better, one of the things that I would like to see them is for them to try to make a move because the A's are doing a fire sale basically. Olsen and Chapman both got move. Olsen's with the Braves, uh, he got a, a huge extension. Then you had Chapman got traded to the Blue Jays. And I think if the A's are doing a fire sale, Cashman has to be on the phone trying to say, What can we do to get to get Minaya and Montez? Right? Those are two pitchers, two young pitchers that you get, try to improve your rotation. Um, and I think you have right now at this point, you have Glaber Torres and Voigt. Who kind of are like odd men out because you have DJ LeMahieu, you have Donaldson, you have Rizzo, and then you have this kind of Falefa who you brought in to start as your shortstop. Um, and you got Reggio Shell. So, where are we are we playing DJ LeMahieu at first? Like, what are we doing with DJ LeMahieu? He's got to play second, he's not going to play third or short. So, it's kind of like, where is you know, what, what are we doing? And then, yeah, Sal just mentioned, uh, and then also the A's are trying to get rid of that Sean Murphy as well, the catcher. So, I mean, I don't know if you need to throw him in there as well, but. You do have, I mean, I, I mean, Kyle Hishio, Kyle Hishioka and uh, Gashioka. What is it? Shaka. Gashioka. Gashioka. I can't pronounce it. You guys know I'm bad with names. And, <laughs> and then the other catcher, who also I can't pronounce his name. So, I mean, do you know the catcher? Probably. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. Time will tell what they're going to do. But I think right now, at this point, the most important thing for the Yankees is to get an arm and bolster that ro- rotation to make himself actually a championship caliber team. That catcher's last name is Rovet. Okay. I'm um, <laughs> you know, I'm always wary about getting anything from the A's because getting anything from the A's to me is like getting a player from Japanese baseball. 
They come to New York and they're terrified. I'm, I'm wary of anybody coming over from Oakland, uh, especially pitchers, after what just happened with Sonny Gray. Well, that was, that was the pitching coach, I think. They were telling me things he didn't want to do. I, I don't know. I, I still see that happening with the Yankees, right? Analytics is driven, completely driven uh, what, what they do. They do everything based on what a computer tells them to do. And the pitcher could sit there and say, I'm not really confident in my curveball today. And they'll be like, but the computer says you'll throw a curveball. So throw the damn thing. And he'll get, have a seven ERA. And it'll, I guess it'll be all right. I mean, that, that, that's why the hitters can't hit, right? I mean, I mean, I just saw a video the other day with Josh Donaldson where he said, if your coach ever tells you to hit down on the ball, tell him to go take a walk because that's how you hit ground balls. He grounded into like the third most double plays last year. <laughs> All right. Albert Pujols and Gary Sheffield both said swing down on the ball. It creates backspin. And that's how you hit line drives. Right. Albert Pujols has over 3000 hits. Josh Donaldson does not. I want to take Albert Pujols word over Josh Donaldson, who, who is like number two or three in the league hitting into ground balls, like hitting yeah. into double plays which was a problem that we had last year. And lo and behold, we just picked up a $26 million a season ground ball, ground into double play. Because we didn't ground into enough double plays last year. The so we had to add another guy. Dude, the well, this game has now. gotten away from that. Look, look at, I mean, look at the, the hitters of old. Dude, look at oh, uh, Tony Gwen. Tony Gwen used, a, I, I believe, a 33 and a half inch bat. 28. Is that I, he used a 28-inch bat. It was crazy. Him and Rod Carew like, used really short bats because you can control it better. Yeah, dude. And, and now it's just, hey, get a 34, 35, or 36 out there, swing as hard as you can, and swing up on the ball. And if you pop out fucking point. seven out of ten times, who gives a shit? The, what the Yankees need to do is the Yankees need to be the Yankees, A, all right, and need to flex the fact that they are the richest team in baseball. You know, but that's uh, why I like the Rizzo signing because I think Rizzo is one of those guys who does yeah, he, contacts. He's a great to get the ball and play. Right, he's a great gamer. He, he's a good baseball player. I, I have no problem with the Rizzo signing, and I think the backlash on the Rizzo signing is not the fact that we spent the money on Rizzo. It's the fact that that's our move. That's yeah, what you're going to sit there and say. That, I, I think that's what it is. It's it's that the Yankees could have made a splash, mm -hmm. and instead of jumping out of the water like fucking Jaws. It was like that that video of the midget falling in. It's like bloop, like that's what it sounded like. And I'm not saying that uh that Anthony Rizzo is not a good ball player. I like Anthony Rizzo as a ball player a lot. I don't like him better than Freddie Freeman. And this concept that oh he, Freddie doesn't want to play in New York that's bullshit. Because if that was the case, the, then Boston wouldn't be in on it still. Yeah. Tampa Bay wouldn't be in on it still. What happened was the Yankees weren't willing to offer Freddie what Freddie wanted. And if George want? was still the Take him. I think he wants like seven or eight years, right? Whatever the fuck he wants. Listen, I don't want to hear. They could give him 30 years and pay him forever. They can afford it. Yeah, of course yep. they can. This whole concept that they have, like like last year, Gardner should have been cut by the All-Star break. He should have been cut. But but bargain basement, squeezing dimes, Hal was like, I'm not paying a guy to stay at home. No. But they'll make A-Rod retire in August. Right. Oh, yeah. They'll make A-Rod retire in August with no send-off whatsoever, but, oh, we can't cut Brett Gardner for two fucking million dollars. That's crazy. Yeah, no, that but we'll bring him back this year. You know, so I, that's back, my problem. Right. I'm sorry. Dude, it, seriously, if he if they bring him back as like, oh, well, he's a piece, you know, he'll be playing off the bench, blah, 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 blah. I guarantee you that motherfucker starts like 95 games this season. 100%. Yeah. We'll go to NFL free agency now. So we have a lot of moves to talk about. JETS have been extremely busy. Joe Douglas, is he quite possibly one of the best GMs the Jets ever had? Joe Please Douglas. What do you get? Blake Cash? You are my ambassador of Quan, man. 
<laughs> I All love right, Joe Douglas. I'm proud to wear. Look at this shit. I'm proud to wear jet shit to, like in the off season. Once the regular season starts, I take it off little by little. It's like it's like in in major league when uh when they start winning games and they start stripping the owner. That's, yeah, that's yeah. how I am in the regular season in football. As we okay. get closer to like week four, I'm not wearing any Jets gear anymore because we're already out of the playoffs. Yeah. So we'll get, but, to, uh, we'll, we'll get to Jets yet, but let me just do a couple moves around the league. Uh, the Watson train rumors are still going on. I'm, they're going to make a move for him. He's meeting with the Saints, Panthers, the Browns, and the Seahawks. Steelers signed Trubisky. Uh, Cooper was traded to the Browns with basically nothing. I think it was a fifth and a sixth round. Um, Khalil Mack and JC Jackson both go into the Chargers, improving their defense, which I think helps out with Justin Herbert. Like the offense is okay there, they needed help in defense, so that's definitely an improvement for the Chargers. Uh, we have Chandler Jones to the Raiders, and then the Raiders went ahead and then traded Yannick uh, Ngakwe. Did I get that one correct, Nick? Ngakwe, yes, I got it right. Finally, yep. he's traded to the Colts. Julio Jones got released today, and then Bond Miller. This is a big one. Six years, $120 million for a 32-year-old linebacker to the Buffalo Bills. I think that one's kind of nuts. Um, I think that's pretty much the big deals before we get to, like, the Jets and Giants and Jags. Uh, but so far with those moves, I mean, what do you guys think of uh, – just go real quick. Like, a big – like, which one of the – oh, also, Wilson was traded to the Broncos. And I think we covered that last week. Um, so out of these big moves, what do we uh, think about, you know, the landscape of the NFL? Has any of these moves changed the landscape yet? So yeah, uh, yeah. One, uh, if you're a fan, never buy anybody's jersey ever. No, ever. Mm-hmm. Just get custom made jerseys. Like that is not. That's not a Revis. That is not a Revis jersey. Jabberjaw. You never buy a jersey ever because they will be there for about five minutes, and <clears throat> poof, they're gone. And then now so they have the number jersey. changes too. They do number changes every week now. Yeah, right. So that's even worse. I'll tell you how they change the landscape. The landscape changes very simply. Uh, it changed so much. Tom Brady came out of retirement. That's Tom true. Brady looked at the that. NFC. <laughs> Tom Brady looked at the NFC. Said, uh, "Is anyone home?" And it was just Aaron Rodgers. And he's like, "Fuck it, I'm. We're running it back because I I can win this motherfucker. There's only one yeah. dude, and he sucks in the playoffs." I mean, that's not true. There's not one dude. I, and I went over it earlier today. I don't remember what I said earlier today, but I said something today to the effect of there's only like three dudes in the NFC that you really have to worry about running the table on you. Yeah, but it's still the same point because you have Tom Brady sitting there like, you know what? Fuck it. One more year. Why not? Let's get another one. You you can't well, the, you can't the, the be sitting there looking at there. that like Tom Brady, like, oh, you know, I don't like our chances this year. How are you not looking at that lineup and that uh, and not thinking that, yeah, oh, yeah, we're taking this to the bowl? Yeah. But t- today, we, we were chatting today, and I tweeted, yeah. I said – I said the NFC is wide open as far as quarterbacks and competition is concerned. You, you've you got Brady, Rodgers, Stafford, right? Those guys are proven playoff commodities. Stafford more recently having just won the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then you've got Dak, who's a question mark because he takes off running with 16 seconds left in a game. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray, which just completely imploded on the playoffs and, and blamed his entire franchise. And Kirk Cousins, who I'm sorry, just doesn't blow wind up my skirt. I have zero faith, confidence, or trust in Kirk Cousins. But he just robbed the shit out of the Vikings. He did. He just always robs them. And uh, he robbed from them. I I couldn't tell you. Stat guy, Sal, find out how much money the the Kirk Cousins has robbed from the Vikings. But then you look (laughs) at the AFC, and the AFC has somewhere between – they have six guaranteed 
very, very yeah. high level starters at quarterback. Yeah. And then a potentially another four. With 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 the with the, with the teams that are getting stronger, the Jets, the Jags, to an extent. Um, well, I'm saying as far as quarterbacks are concerned. No, I know, I know. I'm joking. Um, it, it just the landscape, and then Derek Carr is kind of on the cusp. Yeah, he's on the cusp too. I agree. You know, uh, so I mean, the AFC is a very tough conference to play in. Um, did you, uh, did you guys catch? Not only for Brady to come back, but to Sean to go to the NFC. And, and that's where that's where that that's, that's what talking, popped yeah. that entire conversation over yeah. was where does Deshaun go? And we said probably the NFC because it's just easier at this point. Yeah. Did you guys catch during the uh the players um when they broke the, the Tom Brady news? Uh Trevor Lawrence was actually there and they were like, Oh, for a minute he was the best quarterback in Florida, but <laughs> and then they just showed him standing there watching. I was like, Oh man, they just did him so dirty. Some some uh, free agents that are still out there that I'm surprised about are Tyron Matthew. Yeah, he's still, still out there. They're still the Honey Badger still out there. Uh, Chandler Jones, I don't believe he signed with anybody just yet. No, he. I, I just mentioned it before he got he won with the Raiders. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. That's oh, what about the Randy Gregory? Randy Gregory was gonna sign with the Cowboys, and then yeah. that was funny. He pulled an and Anthony Barr. Yeah, yeah, he did. Pulled and a fake hangup on him. the Broncos. He pulled a what about Bob? Is this a yeah. fake? Is this a fake hang up? This is a fake hang up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what he did. Yeah. Yeah, basically. It's a so no look pass on the on the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And that was that was funny. Because it's funny because they tweeted out they're like Randy Gregory's <laughs> coming back. And then the Broncos tweeted out uh surprise GIF or GIF, <laughs> whatever. GIF. It's GIF. GIF. All right. But uh well, let's get to your J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Huge moves. Um, so I wrote down some of them. I mean, you could fill me in, but they have a tight end, CJ Uzuma from the Cincinnati Bengals. He's coming off a big injury, though. They signed the guard, Lakin Tomlinson. That's a big one. They keep Braxton Barrios with them. They get Jordan Whitehead um, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, and then I think – and then obviously the new one, the um, the trade for the – they got rid of what uh, – was it Blake Cashman? They got rid of Blake Cashman. For a, for a sixth round pick, he was yeah. just to keep this in mind. He was drafted in the fifth round and hasn't played a full season since he was drafted, like four years ago. And they got one round less for a guy that is the MVP of the IR. Yeah, I don't know what Joe Douglas is slipping these people, but he's he's got to be giving, drugging them. I, I I don't know I I, I I I don't know why 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 would you ever trade for Blake Cashman? <laughs> Everybody in New York named Cashman is absolutely dog shit. So why would you ever trade for Blake Cashman? Like absolutely madness. I I don't I don't get Dude, it. Dude, if you're but, standing uh, there holding a shit sandwich and somebody says I'll give you five bucks for it, you don't say why. You say I'll take the five. That's a fact. And 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 Joe, du- <laughs> you know what? I feel like Joe Douglas was like, hey, you're looking for linebacker help. I I can't remember who they traded him to. I think it was the Browns. A few Texans. It was the Texans. That's what it was. They traded him to the Texans, and they must be so engulfed in Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And they were like, you want a linebacker? We'll take a six-rounder next year for him. They were like, sure. They never even looked at the name. <laughs> That'd be they didn't do their, as, as Joe Douglas always says, they didn't do their due diligence. They were like, oh, he looks like a good guy. He ever been arrested? No? All right, we'll take him. Six-round. Here you go. <laughs> I, think the, I, mean, uh, I think the Jets did well. I mean, given how – kind of i don't want to see stagnant and 
bland that the NFL moves usually are in the offseason. But, I mean, they made a splash. They made a lot of moves. that They filled a lot of holes. Uh, they made a lot of necessity moves. And I, I'm, I'm happy going into the season. But the one thing I wanted to see going into the season and into the offseason, I wanted to see Barrios come back because I think as far as the offense went last year, he was the spark. He was the one big-time playmaker that you were getting a little excitement out of as far as a fan base goes. So I'm happy to see him come back. I think, you know, he has a, a whole bag of talent just waiting to get tapped into. I mean, the guy has speed for fucking days. So I, I look forward to seeing him catch a couple passes across the middle and breaking some tackles and, and getting us some big chunk yardage. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they also picked up uh, Tyler Conklin, another tight end. Yes. Uh, who, who was cut. So they're, the two tight ends that they picked up just now combined for over 1,000 yards receiving last year. The Jets' tight ends had less than 600. Like, to collectively, between yeah. the 12 of them. So, so improvement. Absolutely. They picked up four starters on offense. Or, excuse I mean, me, I on the team. They picked up a starting safety, a, a starting cornerback, a starting right guard, a starting tight end. They re-signed their backup running back because I thought Tevin Coleman did a great yes. job last year. They re-signed their slot and special teams guy. And I always think it's important to, to uh, reward the guys that you help develop. Now, they didn't draft Braxton Berrios, but they helped develop him into the talent that he is now, a Pro Bowl kick returner. All right? Uh, he has a great chemistry with Zach Wilson. And I think they're learning from the mistakes they made in the past because I remember years ago um, – uh, Mark Sanchez had a great rapport with uh, Braylon Edwards, and they got rid of him. And and it, it, they thought they could just replace him with Plax, uh, Plaxico Burris, and it would be cool. Um, and it didn't work out, and we saw where the Jets have been since that time. It hasn't been exactly good times. No. So I'm glad when you, when you could show your, your, your players, like, hey, if you do the right thing, if you play our way, you conduct yourself professionally – you will be rewarded. And and I think they got rid of the guys like Marcus May, who just signed a big deal with the uh, Saints, which I don't understand how the Saints are signing anybody when they're $30 million over the cap. Uh, and I also don't understand why they would sign him when he's probably going to get a suspension from the league and is coming off an Achilles tear. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, guys like Jamal Adams, guys like Marcus May that are sitting there talking about holding out and stuff like that, they're not long for this team. Uh, the team is showing everybody who they want, how they want them to play, how they want them to act, how they want them to be. And I couldn't be more thrilled with the situation overall. Yeah. And I mean, for the Jets right now, I mean, they're, they're not overpaying, which is good. And they're not going out and just grabbing the biggest name. Like, who is the, uh, I'm trying to think of the most recent one. There's some recently. They I mean, Miles Jack was out there. They didn't go and sign Miles Jack. No. They didn't and go Miles out Jack there and sign Von Miller for six years and fucking yeah. $180 million. Uh, they didn't sign Tyron Matthew, who would have. Who's kind of like on Twitter, kind of like, oh, if I go to the Jets, I'm wearing number one. Like he was kind of like courting them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't do um, it. And that's that's smart though, because you you want to have that flexibility in the cap space. You don't want to overpay for the guys. You don't want to seem desperate. And Joe Douglas is doing a good job right now. I have, you know, I think uh, for the Jets fans, I would be happy with the job that he's doing right now as GM. Yeah, I mean, his first draft wasn't beautiful, but then again, then again, yeah. his coach, his coach at that time wasn't beautiful either. Yeah, coach who have some influence on the draft. If he says this is the type of scheme I'm running and this is the type of player I need, but he doesn't know either. Well, I mean, the GM can't really do much with that because the coach doesn't know what he wants or what he needs. 
And then and now we're taking those players and trying to put them in a new scheme that they don't fit in. And I mean, this, so, this draft is huge for him because he has the two top 10 picks there that he got from the one he got from Seattle. Four from picks the in the top hundred. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be big. You got to, you got to hit on these for the jets. Uh, you know, this is a big year for Joe Douglas to prove his worth as the GM. And so far, I think in free agency, he's doing a really good job. So we hope, I mean, for jet fans, I'm sure you guys are hoping that he continues to prove himself here. Um, but, Absolutely. Moving, but moving on, we'll do briefly the Jags. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Only reason I'm talking about them is because uh, they gave Christian per, uh, Christian Kirk $84 million for four years, which is $21 million. Christian Kirk, I'm not saying he's a terrible wide receiver. He's, he's you know, he's good enough, but is he good enough for $84 million? And I think that is resounding no. Um, it's a lot of money to give for a guy who's never caught over a thousand yards receiving. I mean, you had Allen Robinson who used to be a Jag. I mean, maybe he didn't want to come back there, but I would expect if you're going to spend $84 million for a wide receiver for four years, I'm expecting you to go after one of the high guys. So like one of the guys who are worth that much money, like the possible free agencies. I mean, Devontae Adams, I know, I think he got, he got stopped with the franchise tag. He did. And he, he said did. he's not signing it and he's not signing it. So, I mean, I mean, Devontae Adams, 84 million for years. He probably wouldn't even take that, but like if, Christian Kirk is getting $84 million. What the hell kind of contract are we going to see from Devontae Adams, who is well worth over $84 million for four years? So it's at that with that signing, it just set the market for wide receivers like up here for anyone who's trying to sign a wide receiver now because they're going to say, look what that guy got. And maybe it was a premium because they are Jacksonville and nobody really wants to go to the Jags. Uh, you know, we've seen players leave there because they're unhappy with the organization. You have Leonard Fournette left, and he thrived in Tampa. You have uh, Yannick Ngakwe. He hated being in, in there either. He left. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey left, and he won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, it's it's probably the organization. It's probably a little premium, but, I mean, it is what it is. They also signed uh, Brandon Schreff, who is the guard. Sure. 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 I pronounced it wrong. I knew it. <laughs> and then, obviously, we said before, they cut Miles Jack, which is like a kind of – it's to save money. Um, I get that move, but Miles Jack was like such a big part of that defense. And I feel like he was one of the mainstays from that team from 2017 that went all the way to the AFC championship. And he, in fact, I will still say and proclaim as someone who has watched that game and cheering for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Miles Jack was not down. They should have won that goddamn game. He was not down. He had that fumble. No one touched it. He took it and he could have took it to the house and secured the Jags a Super Bowl appearance, but the refs. We're in Brady's pockets, and uh, you know the Patriots end up winning that game, and they go to Super Bowl. Uh, but I mean, that's those are the pretty big moves. The Jags are they're signing. Uh, they also and- signed uh, Foisade Oluquan, yeah. and uh, yeah. that makes no sense at all. They signed him to a big deal. He's older than Miles Jack, and I believe. Oh, they also signed Fuller Runzu Fatukasi from the Jets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which also doesn't make sense because yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Oluokun, he actually plays middle linebacker. So does Miles Jack. Uh, they run a three, uh, three four. So it makes sense to, to sign Fatukasi because he's a three four defensive tackle. And then they yeah. just got rid of Miles Jack, so they must be switching to a four three, which is what Fatukasi just came from and failed at with the Jets <laughs> this past season. I really don't think the Jaguars know what they're doing. I don't know. I do think I like, trust a little bit because it's Doug Peterson now. So it's a, it's a competent coach who won a Super Bowl. So like you would think maybe they know what they're doing, uh, but they're just spending money like crazy. It's like, 
I feel like they're the Joker in, uh, in what is it, the Dark Knight when he's just want to watch burning money. money. No, he's just burning money. Like that's the Jags are doing. And they're they're burning it on the wrong team, on the wrong things. Like get yeah. some scheme fit guys. Get some. Get somebody. I'm not saying shop in the basement. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. You know what I am saying though is like you just sign a defensive tackle that can't play in a four three, and it seems like you're switching to the four three because yeah. you just got rid of your other inside linebacker. So you yeah. had two great inside linebackers for a three four, and then you just got rid of one. Yeah, I don't get that. It would I be like if the Jets right now, if they got rid of, I don't know, Quinn and Williams, yeah. and then decided that they weren't going to switch to a 3-4. I'd be like, what the fuck was the point of that? You just do, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't like, get it. I mean, they still have Josh Allen there, the linebacker Josh, Josh Allen. He's still a great linebacker, but I don't know, I'm going to miss Jonas Jack and Jacksonville. Well, if you're, if you're playing a different defense, though, your position changes regardless of what your name is. So, like, Well, I know, yeah. yeah. So moving on to the New York Giants, the Giants. Oh, wait, hold on. Before you just said the Giants are reminding me, they also signed Evan Ingram to a ten oh, right. million dollar contract, and he can't stay on the field at all. Not even that. When he's on the field, he he drops everything. How many games did the Giants lose because he dropped the ball? Like, I couldn't tell was, you. I don't watch the Giants. I know you don't, but I'm, there was one game against the Eagles where they probably would have been it would have been a difference that year where he was wide open and he just dropped it. Like it's it happens constantly with Everett Ingram where it's like a first down we need to keep chains moving and he just drops like he's open hits his hands he should have caught it and he just drops it so I mean it's I I mean the Jags get it you want to make a move make a splash but I don't I don't get it um and the Lions signed DJ Chark so DJ Chark was uh coming off injury one year 12 million one year 12 million yeah it was one year deal but he's going with the Lions um I like DJ Chark too but I guess you know they weren't gonna pay him off the injury I guess so I still feel like they need a little bit more at the wide receiver position. I mean, Kirk, but I don't know. Kirk is like a DJ. Sign OBJ. What? They'll sign OBJ. Imagine. working on boats in Florida. Yeah. I'm sure he'll, he'll love that. Um, so moving on to the New York Giants. Uh, so they signed a backup quarterback who I hope overtakes Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor. There's finally competition. Um, like, you know, they signed – Mike Glennon, <laughs> they signed Mike Glennon last year to be a backup. He fills in. He was horrible. They got Jake from, you know, listen, Jake from, they don't have a lot of NFL experience. He kind of was put in, thrown into the, uh, you know, thrown into a fire, baptism by fire, basically. And, uh, you know, he didn't really pan out. So I'm hoping with Tyrod Taylor, with how Daniel Jones is, you know, he's injury prone. Uh, it's You have a capable and a competent backup now. And even a backup that could actually push him to compete for a starting and they paid job. him big money. And they paid him, you say they paid him, right? They paid him like five million dollars. That could be like it's a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. I want to say his base is five million, but he could end up lo- earning 17 million over the two years, which is not bad. Um, and he's he he was he was in San Diego, he got hurt, and that's the reason why Justin Herbert even started. He was starting that season, uh, Justin Herbert's uh, rookie year. Um, so he's definitely more than capable. So, I mean, if you're if Daniel Jones gets hurt or he's just not performing, I, I feel more confident in having a backup like that. I'm like last year when Mike Glennon came in and I was like, I can't even watch these games. Uh, but then, you know, Joe Schoen is showing himself here. It's he's, he's trying to build that offensive line again. Listen, I'm not expecting the giants to compete next year. Uh, but I think they're in a, uh, like they're starting off the right foot here with, with the show error here. Um, they signed Mark uh, Glowinski. And John Feliciano, John Feliciano is most likely going to be the center. 
uh, for them. Uh, and then they got the guard. Um, I mean, Will Hernandez was was not that great last year. Um, the offensive line for the New York Giants have been pretty shitty for the last couple of years. So Dykes is finally trying to build up, uh, you know, that offensive line to protect the quarterback. And you got to start somewhere. And I think with the draft that you might see them go for more maybe offensive lineman, defensive edge guy or a linebacker or something like that. Um, just because they got to start building up the defense too. I mean, both the lines I, uh, are shambles. I, I got, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I hate to be the one to break it to you. The additions <laughs> they made on the offensive line are not good. They're mediocre to bad. Well, I understand that, but they don't have a lot of cap. better than what they had, but that's not saying much. It's better than what they had, but it's also they don't have a lot of cap space, so they can't go out and sign someone really big. No, but, I, at least, I, yeah. but at least you're attacking free agency and you're making you're attempting to do something. Like I said, I don't, I don't, I do not expect them whatsoever to compete next year. But if Joe Schoen has shown himself, you know, I understand the issues. I'm going to address them the best way I can with what I have from Gettleman. I mean, Gettleman probably wouldn't even spent that money on offensive lines. I mean, he's just he was horrible as a GM. So I mean, it's just to see someone attack a point the Giants need to improve is like already an improvement for the for the team, the franchise. So it's frustrating. But uh, and then also they signed the tight end Ricky Seals Jones. Thanks, Al. So moving on though, we're gonna go on to. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it for NFL free agents. I don't think I have anything else. Um, but Julio Jones got cut. He's available. Yeah, we met, I mentioned that earlier, right before. Uh, he's uh, he's up for sale. Uh, and yeah. uh, OBJ still out there. And OBJ still out there. Alan, and Allen Robinson, obviously. And Allen um, Robinson also still out there. So, but TJ's back. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So you guys want to talk a little New York Rangers hockey? Absolutely. Who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> when when do I not want to talk about the Rangers? All right. Then. I'm going to let you guys talk about Rangers while you'll get uh, something to drink. <laughs> Bye, so, so, you know, we won, we won last night over time. Adam Fox, uh, Artemi Panarin, pulling it down, pulling Georgiev out of his, what, Seventh loss in a row, it would have been. Yeah. Um, trade deadline looming, lots of conversations. I keep hearing, uh, what's his face's name? Uh, he was scratched tonight from the team that we played against, uh, not tonight, yesterday. Um, it escapes me at the moment, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me, seems we're out of the Miller's fran- uh, the Miller, uh, yeah. Well, I don't think we were ever really in it, it's not Miller time. No, it was too much. They were asking for too much. It wasn't worth the uh, – the juice wasn't worth the squeeze. As they say. 
Yeah, not, I'm not saying that he wouldn't be worth it with a better package for the Rangers, but to give up what they wanted, it, it was a little uh, it was a little ridiculous. I don't think he would have made that big of an impact on the team going into the postseason. No, to give I, up I the, the future. So I don't either. I um, mean, we picked up. Listen, we picked up uh, Frank uh, Vitrano. Um, I mean, not an impressive year or down year. I think he has 19 points. Um, 10 goals this season. Uh, we gave away a fourth round pick of which we have two going into this year. Cause we, uh, we have one from, uh, I believe the jets. We have, uh, their fourth round pick as well as our own. So we gave up a fourth round pick. We added a piece. Didn't cost us really anything. Uh, cap hit isn't too severe. So, uh, I mean, it's not an impactful trade, but I think that it's, you never know. You get a spark from a uh, new guy, new team, new location, you never know. You, you get a little uh, little excitement, but he got dished off from the Panthers, who it seems like they're making room for a, a bigger move. Uh, that is yet to be seen. I don't know what, they, what they're aiming for, but the Panthers are flying through right now. They're at the top of their division. Uh, I believe they have, uh, I want to say, 81 points right now. I could be wrong. Um so the the Panthers are making uh, they have eighty eight points eighty eight sorry the Rangers have eighty one they um, so they're making moves uh, I I think the the biggest uh, thing this week is uh, the two guys on the trading block getting injured um, what's his name uh, Chicharon and um, shit who's the other one uh, Smith both of them getting injured both of them on the IR and both of them were on the trading block. So, I mean, I, I don't know what that does. Well, I, I heard that the Rangers are out on, on uh, Chisron. Yeah, I, I I don't know what their plan is. I don't know how much space they want to give up, how much of a cap hit they want to take on. Um, but I think if any year is a year to make a move, I think this year is it. I mean, if they really think they're missing that one last piece, you know, uh, making a Glenn Anderson-type move, um, I don't think they would take on a Claude Giroux contract. Um, I don't think they have the room for Claude Giroux. Uh, I would like to see Max Domi come over here. I think that's a, a little bit of a spark. And honestly, I wasn't sold on it earlier in the year, but as time goes on, you know what? I, I don't think it would hurt to take a rider on Phil Kessel. I think that veteran presence might actually help the team out a little bit. I saw so, Kane today get thrown out there, and I was like, yeah, no. Yeah. I hard mean, pass for me. Yeah, I, I, we don't need a rapist on the uh, on the team. Uh, but Raquel was the uh, alleged was the uh, the name from the Ducks that they were talking about. Okay. He got scratched last night, and they were saying, "Oh, is he getting scratched in a potential trade?" Right. You know, uh, obviously that didn't happen. But there's things going on. Things might happen. Things are exciting, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, moving forward with the Rangers. I think the Rangers need to go back on a little run because right now they're kind of trading win win for loss. Um, they're kind of a little back and forth. They're getting away from the uh, the intensity, I want to say. I, I mean, I don't see a full 60 minutes of just hard-pressed hockey. I, I, I feel like they're getting stuck in uh, mistakes that are turning into bigger mistakes that are putting them down, and they're playing on their heels, which is exactly what the Rangers don't want to do. I think they're pressing. Yeah, absolutely. They're doing the whole quicksand dance where they don't want to make too many mistakes. Yeah. You know, don't be too cautious, but don't be too, but don't be reckless either. And they're, and they're getting caught in between trying to be too cautious. 
So, Listen, we're in a good spot. We're in second right behind the Hurricanes, but we're also tied right now in second with uh, the Penguins. So, uh, I mean, it, it's it, it's a stacked, you know, Eastern Conference, and a lot of teams are making that push. And, and I mean, I, I'm a diehard Rangers fan, but I always like when uh, I like when the the Florida Panthers are in the mix. You know what I mean? I, I like when those teams that aren't hockey market teams come out. You know, they and they play well and think. Yeah. You know, usually, I, I mean, lately it's been Tampa Bay a lot, Florida right. a lot, Carolina a lot, you know, over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, Sacramento, you know, been a lot of that lately. But uh, upcoming games get the Islanders tomorrow. Talk about teams in the basement. Um, we got the <laughs> Islanders tomorrow. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is the Rangers South on Saturday. And then Carolina on Sunday, back to back against the Lightning in Carolina, which I just feel is unfair. You know what though? If you come away with uh, two wins there, you're not going to feel like it's unfair. And I think that's those are the games that you win and you press on through the end of the season and you build off of and you get some momentum going. So I, and if I, you lose, it sucks. Well, that's the thing. You got to you got to at least split against those two teams. At the very least, you have to split because you take two losses right there. That that's going to be a big downturn for the team. Well, I I don't have a problem with the back to back games. I have a problem with the back to back on consecutive days. Yeah, it's Saturday Sunday. That's like, and we're going from an eight p.m. to a six p.m. So you don't even get a full twenty four hours to get back into it. But you know what? That uh, you know what for hockey that doesn't always hurt. You know what I mean? It, it's especially if you have uh, some momentum going from that last game, you tie it right in. I feel like hockey players bounce back pretty quick. I think they have to bounce back pretty quick. I think it, it, they don't have a choice. But I, if if you can get a momentum going from the first game going into the next day, I, I don't see that as a problem. I think, especially the way the schedule was so far this year with the huge gaps in between, you know what? Maybe a little back to back action, you know, lights the fire again. The only killer for me is that back to back action means one game Shesterkin, one game Georgiev. And I think those two games, uh, Shostakin plays both. I, I don't yeah. think I, I. I don't think you. You're not fucking around now, especially those two teams, which you are going to fucking see in the playoffs. Well, you, you, you'll, you, you'll probably you, see one of them. I don't think you see both. The way the bracket I'm, works out, I don't right? But I'm saying the potential is there to see one of them. They're both going to be there. Them, that's that's shitty if you see both of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, just but, saying uh, they're both going to be there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's all I've got for hockey, unless you got something. Yeah, to no, it, it, that's really it. I, I mean, the the trade deadline is is looming, man. A couple days away, and I don't know. I, I'm I'm I feel like we're not going to make that move. I feel like we're not going to make anything else. But I, I think we need to. I think adding one more piece could definitely help this team. I like honestly, I said, what I want to happen is I want Kako to come back and play the hockey we know he can. Yeah, absolutely. And I want him to be the piece, you know. That it, comes back. It's not that the, the Rangers. Are, it's not that the Rangers are lacking. They're 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 definitely not lacking. Uh, it's just that I think they need a little inspirational spark, and bringing somebody in could definitely uh, get that spark going and get you started on the right direction. Especially if you're going to bring in somebody like Phil Kessel or or Max Domi or somebody that's going to. Breaking Freddie Freeman and the Dodgers moving closer to a multi-year deal. I feel like that's been said for the last like five days. Thanks, Dal. <laughs> you 
but yeah, I mean, we'll 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 stay uh, posted and abreast of all the hockey moves, especially with the Rangers. That's our team. But I, like I said, I want to see, I want to see the Rangers start to pick it up again because they're trading win for loss, win for loss. That's not going to do you any good in this conference right now with everybody on a hot streak and winning. Absolutely, yeah, you're right about that. And and if you look at the top ten in points in the uh, NHL. Like seven out of ten are in the east. Yeah. Like it, it's it is tight, man. It it's definitely not now's not the time to to play that sitting back on your heels and five hundred fucking hockey. It's not gonna help you at all. The top seven teams are all in the east in a row. And then eight of the top ten are in the east. Yeah, man. I mean oh, yeah, I take it back. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a liar. Colorado's in the West. So six of the top seven are in the East, and seven of the top ten are in the East. It's and then those years, eleven dude. is uh, uh, actually technically eleven is Washington. They're tied for tenth. So it's 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 nuts. It's nuts out there, and it's tight. And geez, got to play. And, and, Honestly, and, and I think you got to play better hockey. A hundred percent. But there's not that big of a difference between where the Rangers are right now and Washington. It would be easy for the Rangers to fucking go on a little bit of a skid and Washington to creep right back in and win eight, nine in a row. Yep. Absolutely right. That's the way the game goes. But that's the end of uh, of hockey. What are we moving into next? We're talking NBA. Yes. We bring back Stat Guy Sal. Shoe shot. Right uh, shoe shop. shop. <laughs> That's where I go get a beer. <laughs> TJ's gonna go fix his swing. <laughs> Dude, I need to fix my swing after today. I, I was I was rolling pretty good playing bogey golf, and then I par five put a my ball off the right of the green on a root. Couldn't chip off of it, bro. I literally dug the ball right into the edge of the lip of a fucking bunker. To where it took me four shots to get out. I I scored a twelve and still shot a hundred today. Yeah, well, and I good, couldn't though. hit the fairway to save my life. With my fucking driver, my three wood was on the money. Driver was shit. Hey, anytime you get a twelve and you're still shooting a hundred, that's pretty good. Dude, I, I had a I, I uh I so I used the Grint app. Oh free yeah, plug yeah. for them, but I used the Grint app and I uh I had a record uh uh setting for my career on the grint which is about two years long uh six one pots today which wow. i mean doesn't sound that impressive but when you're only playing 18 holes six one pots is pretty damn but fucking yeah good. it's pretty it's pretty damn good i mean i'm i'm usually about six uh four putts so yeah i think i only i only <laughs> put the ball 31 times today so i mean that's uh i i don't think i think i had one three putt maybe so that that i'll take away as uh good for me but yeah you're boys cool. do your nba yeah, nice. so we'll go quickly. The Knicks won tonight. Yeah, they did. Good uh, win for the Knicks. And the thing is, so they they won three straight. They could have had mm. four because they had the Phoenix game, where they should have won that one because they had Paul and Booker both out. They should have won that game. Then they lost two tight ones against the Nets and against the uh, yep. Grizzlies. And yeah, then they just won. So, I mean, they yeah. could have been looking at it like a seven-game win streak, but unfortunately, that's not how it is. They're still losses. But the positives, the Knicks are turning around. They're still like four games out of the the tenth tenth spot. Yeah, I saw that. But, four games out. But you know what? I mean, at least they're improving again. I mean, listen, at least I, they're I, winning. Yeah, they're winning exactly. Well, they won. Yeah, they won tonight, but they lost. But the, the two losses were improvements. You know, like they're barely. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they're competitive. They're good games to watch. And, you know, at least that's there. And I know people, a lot of, a lot of people giving shit to Tibbs, but you know, this is the roster he has. Mm-hmm. And this is where, you know, this is where it's at. So I heard they bring in Tibbs back. I would, I, I, would I like Tibbs. So, I mean, I might, yeah. I'm probably in the minority here, but I like Tibbs. I would yeah, like to have him good. back. So, I mean, let's, we'll see what happens. I'm not the biggest NBA guy. That's why we have you, Stack Guy Sal. But you're a Nets fan. So let's move on to the Nets. I know we don't do too yes. much Knicks. Sorry, Knicks fans. Once you guys are winning again, we'll talk about all about the Knicks. <laughs> we will, like all we can, because we love the Knicks. But, when they're like this, it's tough to watch. But I know Sal, you're a big Nets guy. Nets have won, I think, five straight. Well, they lost tonight. Heartbreaker tonight. Oh, they lost tonight. Yeah. They, just up? they were up and then they, they lost they, 103 to 101, I think it was. Damn. So tough loss. We came off of a four game winning streak. And it's a back to back, too, though. So you, it's yeah. tough coming back to back to back NBA. Yeah, back to back in the NBA is hard. Yeah, it's always. not easy. And especially with Kyrie going off last night with 60 points. Yeah, and he's been on game. fire. I think he's scored. Oh, he's been great. He scored 50 the last time he played. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, Durant just against your Knicks, 53. Yeah, yeah 53. Just the other night. He carried oh, yeah. them that game. Listen, so, yeah. I mean, yeah I, Kyrie last night, that was the best game I've ever seen him play. That was unbelievable. Yeah, he was he was really good. Like he was efficient too, right? It wasn't like he oh, was yeah. just shooting to shoot. He was 60 yeah, he points was, and very efficiently. He was twenty for thirty-one from the field, and I'm then I think he was eight for twelve for three. So he had a, he had a really good night. Yeah, that's a really good game, and it sucks because he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he can't play at home because of the New York rules. Uh, but do you think and, he's playing better because he's only playing on the road? Like, is that he might be? He's getting he extra rest be. in between games, right? Honestly, the extra rest might be helping him because you know you think about it, he hasn't been injured a lot this year. No, well, yeah, well, he hasn't been playing, so it's hard to get. Yeah, get injured. if you get injured while not playing, it's, that's a bad thing. It's a lot of off right. the field stuff. Well, um, speaking of injuries, Ben Simmons is still out. Um, he got an injection. I hope so. At some point, he got an injection in his back today, so I guess his back is acting up again. So I'm hoping he could get into a game soon. I mean, we need him for playoffs. If we want to go to the finals, we need Ben Simmons. It's just as simple as that. Yeah, we need Ben Simmons, and that's the that's the the trade you guys made oh. to get rid of the disgruntled James Harden. You're hoping that he, uh, you know. You have Ben Simmons to contribute here at all. Uh, but, I mean, it is what it is. I guess – I remember he was supposed to come back after the All-Star break. That was the original plan. That was the and plan, and then his back. His back but at least the mental, the, the mental health issues went away, though, right? The ones that he had in Philadelphia, they're now better. There's no longer – Yeah, I, I, think, I, think he's, I think he's good with that now. Yeah, I, I had a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> it must be the Brooklyn air that he's getting. That uh, maybe, yeah, mental health issues. But, yeah, he's be- he's better off in Brooklyn now. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because we talk about this uh, pre-show. We, we you know we usually talk a little before we actually start the show. And one of the things we was saying was that the is unvaccinated Kyrie better than T.J. Warren in the bubble? Who do they? Who do you take? Who do you take it? One on one. I gotta go with my man Kyrie. Yeah, I gotta go with Kyrie. I'm, Unvaccinated, vaccinated, pre-bubble, post-bubble, doesn't well, matter. Now, obviously, speaking of, speaking of the vaccination, now it might be dealing with baseball too. 
Yeah, it looks like the Yankees and Mets are going to have to deal with the same issue. And it seemed like they asked that question to judge if he was vaccinated. He, I don't think he is. Listen, he I'm not judging around anyone. It. No judgment anyone whether you vaccinated no, or not. not at all. It's it's just funny because it's like it kind of sucks because they play outside, and like yeah. a baseball field is gigantic compared to a court. Uh, and I, I don't know, I don't get it. I don't get the rules. I think with the Yankees and Mets being affected, I feel like they're gonna put more pressure, not just the Brooklyn Nets, onto them to finally remove this. And if they do remove it, it's probably gonna be more uh, of what's his name, uh, <laughs> more of more towards baseball before Kyrie. But I yeah. mean, the rules are stupid because Kyrie could play. Makes no he makes he play anywhere else. He can't play in Brooklyn, uh, as Nick just said. It's a totalitarian authority of, uh, flex, basically, when you put these rules. Uh, Nick's probably happy that I could pronounce totalitarian. <laughs> 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 but it's it is ridiculous. I mean, it, no. it's you have a visitor player. I'm not saying there has happened or anything, but the visitor player, if he was on a different team, he could play in Brooklyn, and he could exactly. play in the Guardian. But because mm-hmm. he, his team is actually in Brooklyn and, you know, in New York City, he can't play. It's so ridiculous to the point where he was on the bench the entire game. I saw it. It was he went it was... into the locker room after the game, and they got fined for him being in the locker room. Yeah, 50 grand. He was just on fine. the bench next to everybody anyway. And he's it's such on the a bench. charade. It's, it's so such a stupid. charade. It's so dumb. Even Kevin Durant post-game said, like, Dude, like, like to the mayor, he was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, you can figure this out. This is ridiculous." Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think with a lot more pressure from uh, the outside, from you know the Mets. I mean, Stevie Cohen, come on, he's got to have some sort of pull, right? All that I've heard Randy Levine, for Yankee president, yeah. has some has some pull, and from the reports that I've seen, it sounds like it's going to be resolved by opening day. I mean, it so, should be. It should. it should be. So I'm hoping for that, but. Yeah, I'm hoping this it all goes away in time for the Nets to um, get into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So Kyrie and, can play home games. So before we move on, because I know we already did Nets and Nets, uh, Knicks and Nets, but Lakers, the Lake Show is basically turned into the shit show. LeBron's yelling at team at you know his own teammates. He's fighting with everybody. He's throwing the ball at some. Uh, do you see that play where he tried to throw the ball off the player and yep. he just spiked him basically? Yep. What's going on with the Lakers? I mean, Russ Westbrook is again. not. They not lost again play. tonight. Yeah, I saw that they lost again. They're, they they're the, a uh, mess. They played the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. They lost, yeah. Uh, uh, Russell Westbrook will not be on the Lakers next year. Let's just put it that way. No, I, I don't think he will. And that's the crazy thing, too, is he's getting a lot of shit. They're, like, threatening his family and everything, too, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, when it gets to that point, like, you got you to gotta stop. Like, you yeah. can't be doing that. I mean, he is pretty bad right now, but, you know, you can't be doing that. Do you think he's hurt? Do you think he's playing through injuries or something? He might be. He might how, be. How is he that bad from last year to this year? It just seems like – Well, his jump a... shot's just always been terrible. Well, jump shots he... have always been great, but he's been able to do other things. Yeah. But he's I'm just not more... saying he's a – he's not a terrible player. He's a good player, but – but it's a drop-off just... from last year. Last year, he was like a triple-double machine. Yeah. Now he's it's... like, he's still getting triple-doubles, but it's because he's having double-digit turnovers. Exactly. You know, like... I don't think I don't think he can handle the Lakers, to be honest with you. I don't think he can handle the Lakers. I don't think he can handle playing LeBron. Russell Westbrook wants to be the guy on the yeah, team. Yeah, he wants to be the guy. Uh... And he's not going to be the guy on the team with LeBron James playing, even with Anthony Davis being on the team. So... Yeah. 
I don't know where he's going to be traded to next year, but he won't be on the Lakers. No, and I will say this. Carmelo Anthony, is, despite the woes that they have to the Lakers, he's their issue good. is not Carmelo Anthony. He's been very good this year. I'm a he's huge very Anthony good. fan. I Me love too. Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I've always loved him more than LeBron. So him being still <laughs> – he had that one year off where no one wanted him, and he came back with Portland. He's a player, He played great. As like a six man type of role, and now he's doing the same thing in Laker. I mean, in LA. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Good for Carmelo Anthony coming back and. Uh, yeah, you know, Charles Charles it. Charles Barkley on inside the NBA always calls him. Oh, the look at the Lakers. There's a bunch of old guys on there, and Ed, he's right. But like you know, Carmelo's not having a bad year. He's not, and he's not. You can't. He does, he's not showing signs of his aging. Which no, is positive. No, not at all. Good for him. I like Carmelo. Yeah, good for Carmelo. Everyone loves Carmelo. Well, maybe not everybody, but I do. Maybe not Maybe not a lot of people <laughs> with the Knicks. <laughs> uh, you never know. But we're going to bring Nick back now. See him. Uh, bring him back now. He's back. Did you get your beer? No, I got ice for my scotch. Oh, <laughs> I didn't say you were giving a beer. All right. Well, we move on to Does Gen Z Know? And this one, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't have a video clip for this one. So we're back. Does Gen Z know the TikTok sensation? (laughs) And my question for young Sal is, does Gen Z know what OPP stands for? OPP? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know me. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. I don't. Can't you say don't. That I, do. I don't. What does it mean? OPP, how can I explain it? I'll take it frame by frame it to having y'all jump and shout and saying it. O is for other, P is for people, scratch your temple. The last P, well, that's not that simple. It's kind of like a way another way. It's kind of like a well another way to call a cat a kitten. There's five little letters that are missing here. Is <laughs> that answer it for you? Yeah, it is. That, where is that <laughs> from? It's just wow. That is awful. Hold on, hold on. There's you don't know where that's from. You. No, he, I have no idea. You finish that. You finish it. Oh, goes, oh that was like a little rap that you just did. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, that's a little rap you just did. That is awful. Should I know this? Never heard this song? Joe Sokoa would be furious. This is how he opens his show. I don't think I've ever heard of it. You've never heard this? No. Who's singing? Who's who's, who's rapper? This is Naughty by Nature. Wow. What year was that? I don't even know. 1991, maybe? I'd say 92. 93? Yeah, 91 or 92. Have you ever seen... Uh... Dang it. Uh... I just I, I had it and I lost it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Very popular song, anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, have you ever watched The Office? Oh yeah, that's my favorite show. You don't remember when Michael went and did oh, the yeah. Dundies? The Dundies. What? How can I explain it? 
No, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Oh my god. Chili's, the Chili's, the I just want to see his thing. The, the episode where they do the Dundies at Chili's in season two, I believe it is. Yeah, it's season two. And Michael goes up there and he goes, the Dundies. How can I explain it? And he starts rapping. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. I think I did see that. Is that when he gives out the like the awards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, all right, all right. I saw that one. Come on, Sal. TJ, um, do you have a does? I'm all for one. You're He's muted. muted. Oh, I got you. Thank you, you sir. I was going to do a uh, little TV theme song. Go ahead. Do it. I don't All have right, that clip. Give me a second. Let me set this up. I don't have the video clip for you, but that's fine. You rapist! <laughs> I was too busy trying to track that down and you know, getting the answers to the WWE questions wrong. Did you get that on YouTube? Yeah, I just ripped it off over YouTube. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, what is this 90s sitcom family show theme song I think that's enough. Yeah. That why do I feel like he sounds like, feel like every ninety? It's the same guy. Is like yeah, right. The same guy. guy. Yeah, I was about to say, isn't the same guy from Full House? The Family Matters. Oh, Stop family getting that matters. wrong, damn it! I, I, know, <laughs> I can't I'm get it right. <laughs> I have no idea. Who was in it? Give me hints. Patrick Hold Duffy, on. who played Jr. on uh, Dallas. Dallas. Suzanne Dallas. Summers. Summers. Oh Christine wait, Lakin. Three Milk Company. No, that, I mean, yeah, she was in Three's Company, but that's not a 90s show. Nah. Uh-huh. Don't make us that old, all right? Yeah. <laughs> Suzanne Summer, man. Original MILF. That's I don't true. know. No, that's not true. Florence Henderson is the original MILF. Wow, Florence Henderson is in the Brady Bunch. He got that right. <laughs> yeah. I watched the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Does Gen Z know the Brady Bunch? Yes, they do. Apparently, yeah, they know they know the Brady Bunch, but they don't know step by step. Yeah, which is actually oh, I've a never mass- heard of that. And ironically enough, step by step is essentially the Brady Bunch in the nineties. Yeah, right. Mother and father, or widows, or whatever it is, and widowers, and they get married with their three kids. And the only difference was, was that the mother yeah. had a daughter and the father had a daughter. Yeah, they yeah. As opposed to them all having the same gender kids. It was or the mother like had a son Bunch. and the father had a daughter. You're right. It actually really was like the Brady Bunch. I didn't think it was about exactly it. like the Brady except it took place in Wisconsin. Yeah, was yeah, Brady yeah. Bunch Brady Bunch was the 80s, right? 70s? 70s. Oh wow, that far back? Oh. It might have been yeah. Excellent. All right, last question for Does Gen Z Know. What 90s sitcom stars real-life brothers that come from a, a, com, a comedic family who own a newsstand while their tacky father owns the restaurant next door? This is a good one. It's tough. Dude, should we They're brothers? Some... They're real-life brothers, brothers, and their whole brothers. family are all comedians. Huge family of comedians. Yeah, huge great. family. And they're all famous. To include, like, nephews and cousins. I mean, we could also give him a little theme music. 
Give him a little theme music. It's 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 a yeah, tribe yeah, called Quest. Theme music. Wait, are you doing the original theme music or the change theme music? Uh, the intro when uh, they slapped the camera. Oh yeah, do it, do it, do it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> One second. That's great. That's great. Because that's the same throughout that intro. I still can't believe he didn't know what OPP was. I haven't. I have. I didn't even. I've never even heard that song. Damn Ed, sorry guys. Oh, unbelievable. You didn't I got it. I got it. I got it. Here it comes. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. That is I've never heard of that. What? You were missing I out. Where I've oh never heard God. of it. Wait a minute, the dynamite at the end kind of sounded familiar, though. Who, who that was no dynamite. That? that was give me a high five. Oh, all right. No, the guy does say dynamite. He's talking about director says it. Oh, that was oh, it's beautiful. Dynamite. Yeah, he does, yeah, say, yeah. Dynamite. Yes. He does say it. But it's not that dynamite. I know what you're talking about. It's not kid. It's not dynamite. It's not. Oh, it's not a lot. All right, I'm going to go 0 for 3 tonight. Wow, that would be the Wayans brothers. I've never heard of them. Oh my God! Stop I've lying. You don't know who Marlon and Sean Wayans are. You never seen White Chicks or Scary Movie? No. All right, we're moving on to a new topic. Get out of here, Sal. Holy See shit. you later. I can't keep that kid on here. He doesn't know who the Wayans brothers is. Oh my uh, goodness! I'm nauseous right now. God damn it, Sal! Not from a day of dream. No, you got homework. You need to watch White Chicks and Scary Movie one and two. Yeah, that's your homework assignment. Uh, how do you, how have you never seen White Chicks? We do have a comment. Uh, real quick. Uh, so from Splice TV, does Freeman make the Dodgers a World Series favorite? I don't know if it was confirmed that he's definitely going there, but obviously the reports are showing that he's going to have a multi-year deal. Um, what do you guys? What are your thoughts on that? Then just briefly, we'll go through that. I don't think it makes them a favorite. I think it makes them a a, a lock to get deep into the playoffs. Yeah. And without him, uh, although but I, once you get to the NLCS, I think it's it's like how hard was your how how hard was your division series? I think is a big deal. Yeah, of course. You know because we've seen that in years past where the teams spend themselves on a championship series or a division series, and they get to the next round and they're exhausted. I mean, we saw uh, like the, my earliest memory of 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 something like that happening would be the Yankees losing to the Marlins in two thousand and three. After that battle with the Red Sox, they got yeah, to the, yeah. the World Series. They got nothing left. They were exhausted. Yeah. Um, and and it, it happens more often. Uh, uh, Sal says deal expected to be six years, one hundred and sixty million dollars. Good for Freddie Freeman. Hey, getting paid. He won World Series. Why not? Give it to him. He was leading that team. Also, another breaking news was uh, Chris Godwin got signed for three years, sixty million dollars, which means that Christian Kirk. Is getting paid one million dollars by who? The Bucks. He got re signed with the Bucks. Yeah. Because they tagged him, right? So they did a tag and sign. Yeah. Okay. My question yeah. is without Freeman, does the I mean, where does Atlanta's uh I guess odds fall going back to the World Series? That has to take a little bit of a downturn. I think so, but they also got Rosario back and he was huge in that right. World Series. So and they also picked up Chapman. So okay. how much did you really lose? Olsen. I'm sorry, Olsen. I'm sorry. Same guy. 
Yeah, same guy, basically. <laughs> Different <laughs> water, same guy. Not even close to him. And Matt says no Tatis for three months makes the road to the playoffs easier. Matt, I you're right, but you're also wrong because are the Padres really a threat at all? No, the they're Giants not. are more of a threat anyway. Yeah, the, the Padres suck. And the Padres you, didn't Matt. have – I think he was hurt last year too, Tatis. So he was. Know. He was. Yeah. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> Get out of here, Matt. <laughs> This is why you weren't invited to the talk MOB. It's gonna hurt his feelings. I'm sorry. Nick threw him under the bus hard. Sorry. I'm just I'm just kidding, man. I love you. I think he just oh I thought I know that was my things messed up. I thought someone jumped on. I was like, Matt, come back on. I enjoyed the show. Matt just unfollowed us, is what he did. (laughs) All right, so we're moving on. I know we're running late here. Nick's gonna have a lot of fun editing this stuff down. So Nick, take us on, on out of here. So thank you so much for spending this time with us. It was a little long tonight, but I feel like there's a lot of extra happiness built into it. RIP Scott Hall. Because when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. We'll catch you again next week. Thanks. Stay rock. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 